All right, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host. My name is Chris, and I am the owner and coach of Chris Gates Fitness. Uh, so thank you for joining me on today's episode. The topic that we're going to dive into today on the podcast is how to increase muscle mass while losing fat. We're going to dive into everything about body recomposition and how to do it appropriately, how to do it successfully, and how to get the results that you're looking for of building muscle and losing body fat. So a ton of good stuff that we're going to dive into uh, in this episode. We are going to talk about strength training. We are going to talk about cardio. We are going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about if you're a beginner and we're going to talk about if you're advanced and we're going to break it all down so that you will know how to burn body fat and build muscle by the end of this episode. I'm super excited to dive into it. I hope you are too. Um, but before we do that, uh, as always, I want to start with the thought of the day. And I do this on every podcast episode. So if you are new to the podcast, um, before we dive in deep uh, on whatever the main topic is, uh, just like to talk about something that's on the top of my mind this week. And I just got home from uh, my second weekend in a row of being at a wedding. Um, you know, because of the year that we've had, uh, a lot of weddings got pushed back from 2020 to the summer of 2021. And now, uh, my family and I are going, uh, we're at the beginning of kind of like a gauntlet of weekends in a row where we have wedding after wedding after wedding, which is a lot of fun. But obviously from a training and nutrition standpoint, it can present some, uh, challenges and, and potentially some difficulties. Uh, and, and, you know, specifically with weight loss, I feel like um, the, the, the big events are ones that can really make or break your entire weekend. And we've talked about this a number of times on the podcast over the years. It's not that difficult to eat your way out of a calorie deficit with one fun weekend. It's just not. Uh, you know, it's, if you go a little bit overboard uh, for two or three days in a row, Ever all the good work that you did previously the, during Monday through Friday of the week uh, can really go out the window and be undone. <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about just some some of the strategies I've used with these weddings to stay on track with my nutrition. Um, I have been doing a little bit of an extended cut, and now I'm kind of more in a maintenance phase. But uh, still, I'm trying to control my calories. I'm trying to manage my nutrition responsibly so that I'm getting a lot of protein in. I'm not over consuming calories. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm having my nutrition complement and support what I'm doing in the gym with my training. So a few strategies that have worked out really well for me. Number one, drink lots of water throughout the entire weekend. If you're going to a wedding or if you have something else going on, prioritize drinking water because, um, this, this, actually it is at, at a number of angles. You know, water can make you feel fuller throughout the day. And if you especially drink water with your meals, that's going to promote the feeling of fullness. And obviously if you're trying to diet, you want to feel full. So water can help you do that. Also, you know, you're going to a wedding somewhere, you're getting out of the normal routine. And uh, oftentimes when we get out of our normal routine, it can mean we're maybe not hydrating uh, as well as we should. I'm recording this episode in the summer, uh, first day of August uh, is uh, today is August 1st. Uh, it's hot out there, right? And you go into weddings wearing a suit, uh, oftentimes for, for men. Um, and, uh, you know, you're in a big crowded uh, ballroom or reception hall with a lot of people, might get really hot in there. And just being hydrated is 
a good thing, obviously. Uh, and also, you know, it's going to help your digestive system. When you get out of a normal routine and maybe you're eating at different times, your body's going to respond to that differently. You're probably going to get a little bit of bloat going on and water really helps flush your system. So if you can not get dehydrated or just try and prioritize drinking water each day, it's going to help you just all around feel better in a number of ways. So that's number one. Uh, number two is to bring snacks that support what you're trying to do. And uh, when you're trying to lose weight, often snacks that are high in protein are going to be your best friend. So if you can bring protein powder, like one thing I did was I took, I have a big uh, tub of whey protein, always have that at the house. What I did was I took a gallon Ziploc bag and I put about five or six scoops in there and I put the scooper in that Ziploc bag and I took that Ziploc bag with me on the trip. Uh, so I had those five to six scoops of protein that I could supplement at any one point in time if I felt like my protein was getting a little bit low. I also took a few protein bars with me on the trip and those were great. You know, something that I found each morning was that I didn't really know what was going to happen for breakfast that day. Didn't know what was going to be available. So the first thing I ate right after I woke up was a protein bar. I got 20 grams of protein in to start the day. And that gave me the peace of mind to know like, okay, hey, I'm getting off to a good start here. Other things that are really good in terms of snacks that are high in protein, one that I always recommend is beef jerky if uh, if you enjoy it. Um, it is, I mean, almost virtually only protein. So the calories are very low on it and you can get a lot of protein and it helps you feel full. So that's number two is make sure you have snacks around to support your goals and ideally they are high protein. Now, let's talk about the wedding day. One thing that I like to do on the wedding day, you know later in the day after uh, after the wedding, after the, ce the ceremony is the reception, right? And that's like the granddaddy of them all. That's, that's when... The, the eating and the drinking goes down. So we need to control things ahead of that. Uh, so some things that may work out well for you is eating a smaller snack, maybe that, or, or eating a smaller breakfast, excuse me, and maybe that protein snack is all you have for breakfast. So you're getting some food in, you're not cutting out an entire meal, but at the same time, you're reducing the amount of calories that you would normally have in a breakfast. That can be really helpful. Um, I also f have found that it works really well to try and eat a lot of fruit earlier in the day because number one, fruit is delicious. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know, I tell people to eat the fruit. <laughs> so uh, fruit's going to be uh, something you can eat high volumes of for very low calories. It's going to be high in fiber. So you're going to be filling yourself with uh, quality nutrition not running up a ton of calories, and you're probably not going to get a lot of that high fiber, high nutrition later in the evening when you get to the reception. So um, controlling things for breakfast and lunch. So what I did on this most recent trip was, like I said, I had a protein bar for breakfast, 230 calories, 20 grams of protein. More, That's more than enough. That was more than enough to get my day started. Then for lunch, um, I ended up having a sandwich, but before I ate that sandwich, I also had a big bowl of mixed berries that really filled me up so that, you know, by the time I was done with the sandwich, I was completely satisfied, but I saved myself a bunch of calories and all of that, you know, little chipping away that I did earlier in the day pays off later in the day when it comes time to have dinner, have drinks and uh, have some fun at the reception. So whatever you can do earlier in the day to control for that reception later in the day 
is going to help you out. Now let's get to the reception. Number four, when you're actually at dinner, things that you can do to support the weight loss goals that you have. Um, you know, I noticed at this most recent wedding that salad was available, right? Salad was served. Veggies were also served. Protein was also served. And then there were some other starchy carbs and stuff like that. Uh, and so the mindset that I took to eating this meal was eat all of the vegetables on, first of all, put vegetables on your plate. Okay. Don't be a child, be an adult, eat your vegetables, put them on your plate and eat those first. So I had a Caesar salad first and, uh, I got a big, uh, I got a big scoop of green beans on my plate. And those were the first things that I ate. I ate my vegetables first. After my vegetables, I followed that up with protein. So I had three chicken breasts on my plate and I ate those chicken breasts first. By the time I was done with that chicken and vegetables, I didn't need any more. I also had some potatoes on there. I had a roll with some butter and I had maybe a few bites of those, but I was so full from the protein and from the vegetables that I didn't really feel compelled to have to down a bunch of starchy carbs. And, and here's what I want to dive into on this, because this is actually, there, there's, there's evidence behind this as to why this type of strategy works. Uh, number one, I, I've written articles on this in the past. If you want to check out my website, chrisgatesfitness.com, we know there are certain foods that make you feel full on lower calories. There, we know that protein is the most satiating macronutrient and it's going to make you feel the fullest. Uh, we also know that foods that are high in water content and high in fiber can help you make f help you feel full on lower calories. And what types of foods are high in fiber and water content? Vegetables. So if you start off with these foods that you know are going to help you feel full and you eat those first, get them out of the way, chances are by the time you're done with those, you're not going to have that much room left to maybe indulge on the foods that make it much easier to overeat. Um, and those would be the dessert type of items, you know, the very hyper palatable foods. But if you would do it in reverse, if you would have the very hyper palatable foods first, you know, there's a lot of research that actually shows us that, you know, when you give your body and you give your brain that almost that, you know, um, sensation of, oh, this is really, really good. I need to get as much of it as I possibly can you can kind of flip the script and, and your body will, your brain will tell you that you're hungrier than you actually are and your chances of overeating are much higher. So sticking with those whole nutritious high volume foods, the protein, the fiber, the water content first is really going to help you get the most out of that meal, give your body what it needs and not give your body more than it needs. Hopefully that makes sense. And the last tip I have is just focus on trying to move a lot throughout the day, whether that be before the wedding or at the wedding, you know, when you are, I mean, a great thing about being at a reception is that dancing occurs, right? So get out on the dance floor, move around, have some fun. And also think about during the day, like hit a step count, set a goal for yourself in terms of moving around and trying to be as active as possible. We're not trying to burn calories, right? We're not trying to like, uh, you know, get a big workout in before the wedding so that we can clear out a bunch of room and then pig out at the wedding. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. That's not how, that's never going to be something that's successful. Okay. But simply moving throughout the day is uh, a good goal to have um, because kind of like the water one that we started off with, it's just going to make you feel good. 
And uh, there's something to be said for that. So those are some takeaways I've had. And these are some things that I reflected on on the drive home from this most recent wedding that I'm going to try and continue to uh, implement as we hit more and more weddings here uh, the rest of the summer. Because boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of them to attend. But um, I hope that was helpful. And uh, with that, let's dive into the topic of the day, which, as I said at the start, is how to increase muscle mass while losing fat. Let's dive in. Okay, building muscle and burning fat. That's what it's what everybody wants, right? Um, I, I will say I have good news for you that you've come to the right place because like I said at the start of this episode, we are going to dive into exactly how to do both of those things at the same time, how to increase muscle mass and lose body fat. And whether you are a beginner or very experienced with managing your training and nutrition, uh, we're going to talk about all the different scenarios that's going to put you in the right spot to do this successfully. And uh, there is a name for, for this, you know, increasing muscle mass while losing fat. It's called body recomposition. And uh, that just as the name suggests, it's you changing the composition of your body, changing the composition of tissue in your body. And that means changing the ratio uh, of body fat to muscle, body fat to skeletal muscle in your body. And you can do this in phases. You could potentially do this at the same time. And we'll talk about both of those scenarios. Um, but first, let's talk about each of the different pieces that typically come together to make this stuff happen, right? We, we normally, if we want to build muscle and burn body fat, we have to do some combination of strength training, cardiovascular training, and also manage our nutrition appropriately. So let's dive in and let's first talk about how strength training can support your goal of increasing muscle mass uh, while losing fat. And real quick, let's define strength training. So strength training can often be categorized as lifting weights, but really what you need to do is challenge your muscles throughout your body in some way. And that can be by lifting weights. It can also be in a number of other modalities that could involve, you know, things like resistance bands, body weight exercises. Really, it's about challenging the muscles in your body because to build muscle, you need to challenge your body in some type of way that makes it want to respond by growing more muscle. Your body responds by adapting to stimulus from strength training. So uh, if you're challenging it enough by doing certain exercises, like a great example is if you're squatting and it's significantly challenging, uh, then your body as part of the recovery process from that squat session it's going to adapt. It's going to try to adapt and grow and build muscle so that your body can better handle that same stimulus in the future. That's how this stuff works. So you need to do that. And then over time, you know, as you go through this, this is all a process. You don't just do one workout, build a ton of muscle, burn a ton of fat, and then you're set. This obviously occurs over time. And over time, you need to be progressively training harder and harder uh, to encourage your body to continue to make those types uh, of adaptations. Um, I've written a, an article that dives much more into that progression of training harder and harder over time. Um, and it's linked from uh, the article that I wrote on this topic, but uh, you could just go on Google and search 
Chris Gates Fitness, how to structure your training for muscle growth. And you can learn all about uh, how to progress yourself appropriately. Um, but yeah, so we need to be strength training, right? And we need to be giving our body some type of stimulus that forces it or encourages it to react and adapt by growing more muscle. Um, here are some basic guidelines on how to set up a good starting point for your strength training, uh, depending on what your training experience may be. So if you are a beginner, and I would categorize a beginner as somebody who has probably less than six months of consistent training experience, strength training experience, um, try to do anywhere between two to eight hard sets per muscle group each week. If you're intermediate, which I would say would be consistently training for about a year or more, try to do between eight and 15 hard sets per muscle group each week. And then beyond that, if you are advanced, if you have several years of consistent strength training experience, somewhere between 10 to 20 hard sets per muscle group each week is what the research tells us where most people fall in terms of what's optimal for building muscle. And I want to define hard sets so that, that that piece of this makes sense. Hard sets means you're truly pushing yourself. So it uh, doesn't mean you have to go to failure on everything. In fact, I would say you should not go to failure on everything. Uh, but getting within a few reps of failure is typically going to be the best for promoting muscle growth. So somewhere between one to four reps uh, short of failure, shy of failure, is where a lot of the, uh, the, the biggest bang for your buck comes in terms of strength training intensity and how it's going to produce those adaptations, which would be uh, building muscle. Now, since we've talked about strength training, let's dive into cardio. And to be clear, strength training should be your priority in terms of your exercise program. Um, that's how we build muscle. And we just went over that. But it doesn't mean that cardio can't or shouldn't be part of the process as well. I think you should do some cardio each week, uh, but let's establish why you're doing it. It is not to accomplish the burning fat piece to this puzzle. Okay. That's not why we're doing it. Cardio is not a means to burn as many calories as possible. Uh, not when you're trying to increase muscle mass while losing body fat. Uh, rather, I want you to do cardiovascular training simply because it has incredible health benefits and it can also potentially help aid in the recovery uh, from your strength training sessions when done properly. So a lot of times people, you know, they want to body recomp, they want to burn fat. So they're doing a ton of strength training and they're doing like these high intensity interval hit workouts because they've heard that, you know, this is what you do to build muscle. This is what you do to burn fat. So I got to smash them together. And that's not, that's not the case. That's not the best way to do this. Really what, I, what you should do. And what I want you to do is plan to include some regular low intensity forms of cardio into your routine each week. You know, two to three days a week is great. If you really enjoy cardio, you could go up to five days a week, but make them low intensity so that they are forms of cardio that you can repeat consistently. So things I'm talking about are like going for walks. And I don't mean a super leisurely stroll. You know, you can you can uh, you know get get towards the the end of power walking or you know just walking at a brisk pace. Uh, going for a bike ride, going for a light jog, going for a swim, hopping on the rower at the at the gym, things like that that get your heart rate up, but not to the point where you know you're causing additional muscle muscle damage in your cardio sessions or 
um, you know, getting so intense to the point where, you know, you, you are so fatigued and you cannot come back and train the next day. Low intensity cardio is the name of the game. And we kicked off this article by talking about training and cardio, strength training and cardio, because those are important pieces. But at the end of the day, nutrition is what makes this all come together. Yes, you need to strength train to give your body the stimulus that makes it grow muscle, 100%. Uh, cardio is also an important piece of the puzzle. But if your nutrition isn't managed correctly, if you don't know what you're doing with your nutrition or how to structure it, it doesn't matter how you could have the most perfectly dialed in training program of all time, and it's not going to matter. Uh, you can't build muscle without adequate protein and calories, and you cannot burn fat without being in a calorie deficit. These are two facts, and there's no gray area. This is the way it is. Um, so with that being the case, there are two things that I want you to focus on specifically with your nutrition. The first is controlling your daily calories, and the second is eating adequate protein. We'll dive into both of those. So let's start with daily calories. And I've got an immediate action item for you. If you have not tracked your nutrition before, quite honestly, now is the time to start if you want to increase muscle mass while losing fat. I have a bunch of resources on my website. I'll call those out here and you can look them up. Um, uh, for all of these, you can search Chris Gates Fitness and then these titles to the X, uh, to these articles. Um, so how to track your macros will walk you through uh, exactly how to track your nutrition. Uh, I have a video on my YouTube channel, how to weigh and measure your food. That's going to give you a specific look at how to measure and weigh out food, which will apply directly to how you're tracking uh, your nutrition, tracking your macros. Uh, also, you're going to want to do things like track your body weight. I have an article on uh, how to properly track your weight, uh, which is, you know, it seems silly because you're probably thinking to yourself, well, I just step on the scale, right? Yeah, and you do, but it's a little more involved than that if you want to get accurate readings on what your body weight is. So give that article a read as well, and it's going to help you further dial in this process and get a good understanding of whether or not you're in a calorie deficit or potentially at maintenance or in a surplus. Um, there's really no exact science to getting your daily calories set up appropriately other than to go through some trial and error, learn about your diet, and learn about the ways that you can manipulate your diet to fit the goals that you have. So for the purposes of increasing muscle mass while losing fat, you're going to be best served by being in a very slight calorie deficit, okay? And by very slight, I typically tell people like somewhere in the range of uh, 300 calories of a calorie deficit each day. Um, that is moderate enough that you can sustain it, that it will across an entire week have you in a deficit that should be able to show you some results, um, but not be so low that your body can't also adapt to the strength training that you're doing. Okay. So that's important. You can't have a deficit that is super low, uh, because if you do, you're never going to get that muscle building response that you're looking for in order to build muscle along with losing fat. You will lose more body fat if you're in a bigger deficit, but you won't build muscle or maintain the muscle that you have. So, uh, that's calories. Now, number two is eating adequate protein. And uh, this one's pretty simple. There are a few different ways you can prioritize protein in your diet. And I'm going to talk you through those right now. So 
If you don't eat much protein at all, what I would suggest is try to get to triple digits each, each day. Try to get to 100 grams of protein every day. Um, if you do regularly eat quite a bit of protein and you're at or around a healthy body weight right now, and by healthy, I'm talking about like in the BMI scale where your body weight and is right around where the BMI scale says you should be at a healthy body weight. Um, if that's you, I would say aim for around one gram of protein per pound of your body weight. And third, uh, if you regularly eat a lot of protein, but you're on the higher end uh, in terms of body weight, so overweight, obese, uh, then what I want you to do is take your height, uh, take your height in centimeters. And then whatever that number is, eat that many grams of protein a day. So if you find that you're 170 centimeters tall, I want you to try to eat 170 grams of protein each day. Um, protein is absolutely critical to increasing muscle mass while losing fat. And if you're not eating enough, it's not going to complement your strength training. You won't be able to adequately build muscle and adapt and grow to the strength training that you're doing. Okay, so we've mapped out all those pieces of the puzzle, right? So let's talk about how a beginner would do this and how somebody that's more experienced would do this. If you're a beginner, I got great news. This is actually not as difficult as you may think. Uh, it's not to say it will be effortless. That's not the case. But um, if you put the work in, if you work legitimately hard and you're consistent, you can probably experience quite a bit of progress in a, in a short period of time. There's a term for this progress that beginners have. It's called newbie gains, where um, it, it just refers to the rapid progress that new lifters experience when strength training for the first time. Uh, the body essentially kicks muscle protein synthesis into high gear, into overdrive, uh, because this is such a new novel stimulus that it's never experienced, and muscle gets built in a hurry. Um, so as long as you are focusing on strength training consistently, doing things like presses and rows and squats and pulls, and eating adequate protein that we just went over, uh, you will increase muscle mass and lose fat, and you'll probably do it in a hurry. Those first three to six months, if you are consistent, it can be a game changer for your body composition. So take advantage of that. Get to work. Be as consistent as you possibly can. Don't get wrapped up in the day-to-day. -day. Focus on the long term. And you can make a ton of progress, I promise. It's, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't last forever, but for the time that it you can take advantage of it, it is about the best period of time to be participating in all of this stuff. Now, if you're a bit more advanced, you can still do body recomposition, but it may take a little bit longer and it's going to probably need to be a little bit more carefully crafted. So typically if you are advanced or experienced with strength training and nutrition and all this stuff, I would say, let's try to approach this in some phases. Uh, there are a few different phases that uh, we can identify that will help you understand how all of this can come together. Three phases, a lean bulking phase, a cutting phase, and a maintenance phase. A lean bulking phase is uh, you're in a slight calorie surplus, which means you're eating more calories than your body needs uh, so that when you're strength training, it can take advantage of those extra calories to build muscle. A cutting phase is when you're in a slight calorie deficit uh, to preserve muscle mass and shed body fat. And then maintenance is eating uh, at a, a calorie level where you are going to promote being weight stable, not having your weight change at all. Um, we kind of maybe need to alternate 
between these phases if you're a bit more experienced to be able to do this successfully. Uh, if you're if you're a bit more experienced, you probably have built uh, quite a bit of muscle. And so when you go into this process, if you want to lose body fat but continue to build muscle, you're you're not going to want to lose weight from muscle mass, right? You want to hold on to all that hard work, all that muscle that you built. So perhaps you go into a lean bulking phase or you're in a lean bulking phase right now and you're building muscle. And then you transition into a maintenance phase where you stay weight stable, you continue to lift only to dive into a cutting phase for three to six months. And while you're doing that, it's a slight calorie deficit. So you're hanging on to that muscle mass that you built, potentially building a little bit more. And you know, once you're in that cutting phase for a long enough period of time where you're starting to feel run down, maybe training performance is starting to fall off a little bit, then that's probably the time to maybe go back into a maintenance phase for a little while. And then once you're back in the maintenance phase, and you're getting more calories, you're starting to feel better, give it a couple of months there, then maybe you can transition back into a cut. Like I said, these are all going to be like three to six month blocks of time. It's going to mean this process takes a little bit longer, but that does not mean that you cannot do it if you are experienced with this stuff. You absolutely can. And I think a lot of people underestimate how much progress you can make uh, regardless of your training status with body recomposition. It's all about dialing in these little pieces, being as consistent as you possibly can and approaching it in a smart and responsible way. And hopefully this discussion helped you uh, figure out some of those smart and responsible ways that you can do it for yourself. So uh, that's going to wrap this one up. You know, this is honestly a, uh, one of the harder, it's one of the harder or more difficult uh, pursuits to go after or go it alone, go after it on your own. So if you know, you're looking to do this, but you want a little bit of uh, assistance, guided support, personalized programming, anything like that. I am a coach. That's what I do. I help people put these pieces to the puzzle together responsibly so that you can chase the goals that you have and reach them. Um, so on my website, I have a coaching page, chrisgatesfitness.com. It's right there in the menu, hit coaching. You can find out everything about coaching, and uh, if uh, it interests you and you want to talk a little bit more about your body recomposition goals, you can fill out a coaching application form, and that gives us the opportunity to connect and talk about what you want to do and see if we might be a good fit, and I can give you information on what a personalized program might look like for you. So uh, please know that I'm always here. And even if you just have uh, questions that you want answered, uh, I'm always happy to help answer those. You can reach out to me in a number of ways. I'm on basically every social media platform. You can email me, chris at chrisgatesfitness.com. I also have a contact uh, form on my website if that's easiest for you to reach out and get in touch. But uh, I hope, like I said, this uh, discussion was helpful. Um, if you want to learn more, I have an article on this topic, like I said, on my website, how to increase muscle mass while losing fat. Uh, click on articles and you'll find it there. So uh, with that, sign off. I hope you have a great week. I appreciate you tuning in. I'll talk to you again next time. See ya.